Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 27. We're going to finish this chapter today. <laughs> it's a long chapter, isn't it? <clears throat> 60-something verses. Uh, so Jesus has been killed. He's been laid in the tomb. We've been looking at that in recent episodes. Well, what happens next? Well, Matthew 27, verse 61 says this, And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the graves. That means they're sitting across from where the grave was. They could see it. They're, they're sitting there. And there's a lot of Marys involved. We're about to read the Mark passage, which clarifies a little bit. But there's at least, I think, four different Marys that you see in uh, the various uh, gospel accounts of what happened here. And so um, we have Mary Magdalene here. We have the other Mary. Mark tells us, well, let me just read the Mark passage. Mark 15, 47 says, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph were looking on to see where he was laid. So you have these two Marys that were sitting there looking upon where he had been laid. Now back to Matthew 27, verse 62 says this. Now on the next day, now when's the next day? On the next day, it's when the sun goes down. When the sun goes down, it's the next day. It's the beginning of the Hebrew day, okay? It could also be, you know, what we uh, have in our life to where it starts at midnight and it says the next day it may be, we usually associate that with the next daylight hours, but it's not necessarily limited to that. And I'll show you why, sort of um, based upon what happens here. Now, on the next day, the day after the preparation, so that day of preparation is Nassan 14, Abib 14, and that is the day when the um, uh, Passover lamb was sacrificed. They prepared the meal. They prepared everything for the Passover supper. Then they sat down to eat it. When they sat down to eat it, it became the next day, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the 15th. So this is the day after the preparation. This would be the 15th. The chief of priests and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate. Well, hang on a second here. Remember how they wanted to get him off the cross because the next day was a high holy day? <laughs> you know, when they wanted to sacrifice, they wanted to do their stuff and everything. Huh? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't seem to appear to matter too much when it comes to political expediency because the priest and the Pharisees, they had thought of something and they were worried about something. So even though it was a high holy day, they go before Pilate. And I guess notice thought of something. The Pharisees gathered together with Pilate. Well, now they're gathering together with him. So remember before they wouldn't go in where he was, they made him come out because they didn't want to be unclean because of the Passover meal. So I would say this is probably after the Passover meal. It could still be evening. It may be the next day. But look at verse 63. They say this to Pilate. Sir, we remember that when he, and I'm speaking to Jesus, was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I am to rise again. Now that gives us some insight in some stuff, okay? You see Jesus telling his disciples repeatedly, like we're studying Mark right now online and locally, and three separate times the Lord tells them, hey, I'm going to die three days, I'm going to rise again. And he gets, gives more detail with each one. And he's saying it to his disciples. 
So did he ever say to those outside the disciples, the 12? Well, yeah, he did because, see, they remembered it. The Pharisees had heard it. They had at least overheard some things. Jesus said it over and over and over again. So now they remember this. And they're thinking, wait a minute. He said that three days after he's going to die, that he would be raised again. So what does that mean? Well, they're thinking, oh, no. So here's what they said, verse 64. Therefore, give orders for the grave to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal him away and say to the people, he has risen from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Okay, So the, the Pharisees, religious rulers, had heard him say that he was going to be killed, but that he would rise again. Three days and three nights, he would rise again. And they're saying, hey, we need to secure this grave to make sure that the disciples don't come in and steal the body and say that that's what's happened. And then the deception, that deception is going to be worse than all the deceptions he had done before. <laughs> It'd be worse. Pilate about had it with these guys because he, remember what he said? He knew it's because of their envy that they wanted to kill Jesus. And he knew that. And so, but they had a point. So Pilate said to them, verse 65, you have a guard, go make it as secure as you know how. In other words, you have your own resources. You have your own guard there. I'm not going to put my resources and I'm not going to put the authority of the Roman Empire behind protecting the grave of someone that you said was a charlatan that has no power. It's not my issue. It's your issue. <laughs> That's what he's telling them. He says, you've got the ability to do that. So go. You make it as secure as you can. Uh, I sort of like that. Make it as secure as you know how, because we know what happens. Jesus is resurrected from the dead. And it's going to look like the failure of, um, of the Jewish people and their skills, their, their leadership, to secure something. You know, I'm wondering if Pilate had an inkling here that Jesus might actually be raised from the dead and that he did not want his authority or his government or anything like that to be associated with the failure to keep the tomb sealed. Because he didn't want to have anything to do with it. Now, verse 66, last verse of this chapter. And they went and made the grave secure. And along with the guard, they set a seal on the stone. So we see that they sealed it up, okay? And they put a guard out there. Now, one last thought. We looked at Matthew. We looked at Mark. Here's a parallel passage in Luke. And it talks about the women. Uh, Luke 23, verse 55. Now, the women who had come with him out of Galilee, followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. So they saw Joseph of Arimathea. Nicodemus taking the body, taking it to the tomb. They saw how it was laid. They saw everything they did. Verse 56. Then they returned and prepared spices and perfumes. And on the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. Okay. So what did they do? They prepared. They prepared the spices. They prepared perfume. All that you would do in a, a body that was dead. And it wasn't just a, a one-time process. They'd already done, Joseph had already done some things. Now the ladies were going to do other things because they would do this on a repeated basis. And what did they do on the Sabbath? 
they rested according to the commandment. Well, which Sabbath? Well, they were to rest on the weekly Sabbath, right? We know that. <laughs> we know they were. So it could be the weekly Sabbath, no doubt. Okay. Uh, it also could have been the Sabbath of the High Holy Day, or the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You know, the chief priests and the Pharisees weren't too interested in resting on that day. Uh, though that resting had a lot to do with how far you walked, whether you did this kind of work and that. And so what they did in going before Pilate could have been viewed as not being uh, work, so therefore they were resting. Who knows? They did whatever they wanted to do to expedite what needed to be done in their eyes. But we see that there's people who know where Jesus is laid. There's people that are preparing to continue taking care of his body. <laughs> they had been told, don't worry about it. I'm not going to need it. But how would you react? How would you act? Would you really believe if you were in that situation they were in? Yeah, it's a tough thing, right? Well, all right, we'll continue this next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.